But the latest numbers from the CDC show that only about 2 million people have received the first dose so far. The pace of the vaccination program is moving now. As it, as it continues to move in years now, it's going to take years, not months, to vaccinate the American people. Biden laying out a plan to pick up the pace once he's president, which includes invoking the Defense Production Act to ramp up the manufacturing of vaccines and protective gear needed to administer it, creating vaccination sites and sending mobile units to hard-to-reach communities, and launching a massive public education campaign to boost vaccine acceptance. His comments coming the same day that Vice President-elect Kamala Harris received the Moderna COVID vaccine. Inspires everyone when it is your turn get vaccinated. It's about saving your life, the life of your family member, and the life of your community. Meantime, the Treasury Secretary says those $600 stimulus checks will be mailed to those Americans who qualify starting tomorrow. Direct deposit payments begin tonight and continue into next week. Fred? Jeff Bennett for us tonight. Jeff, thank you. Tens of millions are under threat from not one but two winter storms. Bill Dreyer standing by and telling me it looks like the snow is starting to fall for a lot of folks already. Good evening, Fred. The snow is falling and it's pretty heavy at times, especially back through the Midwest. And we are going to see several inches of snow continue to accumulate overnight. And then we're going to see this one transition into more of a rain event as we go into Wednesday and Thursday. All along that cold front, we will see the chance of severe storms and also torrential downpours as that area of low pressure rides along that front going into the last day of the year. We can see as much as three to four, five inches of rainfall. As for snow, again, most of that will fall tonight, and we could see up to about six inches in some areas in the Midwest. Craig? Dylan, thank you. In Nashville, newly released police body cam video shows what it was like just after that Christmas Day bombing as investigators try to learn more about the bomb and the man behind it. Here's Morgan Chesky. Tonight's lightning perspective on the Nashville bombing. Police body cameras capturing the chaos.
Nearly two years after it was grounded following two deadly crashes, the Boeing 737 MAX returned to the air today for its first commercial flight. But how did the passengers feel about it? Sam Brock takes us on board. We're flying on a Boeing 737 MAX. In this American Airlines pattern, a prompt for a new chapter in 737 MAX safety. As the first domestic departure roared off the runway. We've been engaged with the FAA, with Boeing, with everybody who's associated with, with, with the aircraft to ensure that safety was held at the, the highest level. Grounded for nearly two years after catastrophic crashes in Ethiopia and Indonesia, leading to 346 deaths, the 737 MAX returns to domestic skies with a major overhaul. New flight control software and sensors and intensive pilot training many passengers encouraged by what they saw. The other learn of the max flight from the pilot's TA announcement. I Googled and then I panicked. American alerts passengers during booking and at the gate to write a safe flight. After the fact, I would fly in it again. I probably wouldn't need that an eye towards it. On the plane, this was gonna feel an awful lot like the 737 max that they just been on, but American Airlines has put in 64,000 hours of work and maintenance on the max fleet in the last 20 months just to get to this point. United and Southwest plan to relaunch the MAX early next year, too. Families who lost loved ones are openly questioning this decision. It is inconceivable to me that this airplane will be allowed to fly again without a thorough outside review by a panel of experts. Our hearts go out to those that were involved in the incident. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to learn from those incidents. A test of trust in the aftermath of devastation. Sam Brock, NBC News, New York. This week marks one year since the first cases of coronavirus were confirmed in Wuhan, China. Tonight, Janice Mackey-Freer takes us back inside the original epicenter where many questions still remain unanswered. In the city where the virus first emerged, busy streets, busy schools, and not a single local case of COVID-19 in over 200 days. Wuhan is the safest, she said. But one year on, questions linger here about how it began. One doctor told us that hospitals had noticed a busier flu season last December. It became widely known that some doctors flagged a SARS-like virus but were silent. December 30th, this alert from local medical officials to hospitals about unexplained pneumonia became the world's first warning. Twelve months later, the World Health Organization is still waiting to get a change to Wuhan. It still isn't clear whether the Fan on market was the source of the virus, though outside experts believe it was a starting point for the outbreak. It's highly politicized. China's government claims the virus could have come from somewhere else. It's also tried to contain criticism, sentencing a video blogger who reported from Wuhan to four years in prison on charges of spreading false information. Her lawyer says she did things that are beneficial. Chinese vaccines have started to roll out for emergency use here. For a makeshift hospital used to be, there's now a huge showcase of props and displays. That credits the leadership of President Xi Jinping with the city's victory and presents the virus as a thing of the past. Janice Mackey-Frayer, NBC News, Wuhan. In just 60 seconds, the National Park Service under fire after a park officer repeatedly tases a man in a confrontation at a national monument. 
what that man is saying tonight. Mom, why are we always showing up for the holidays? How did you find Great Grandma Jane? before and immediately after the recording isn't clear, but another video captures the park officer repeatedly teasing the man. 30-year-old Daryl House identifies as Oneida and Navajo. In a phone interview with NBC station KOB in Albuquerque, he says he was out on a hike to pray at the ancient petroglyphs. I go there regularly. I go there to pray. I burn my sage. At one point during the confrontation, he tells the officer he briefly left the trail to avoid another group and observe social distancing. After refusing to comply with the officer's demand several times, he's eventually handcuffed and says he was issued three citations for interfering with agency function, giving false information, and being off trail. It says praying on sacred land is a religious right. For years, I'm practicing my religious right. In a statement, the National Park Service says in part, this incident is under review and has been referred to the NPS Office of Professional Responsibility. We take any allegation of wrongdoing very seriously. But House says he plans on hiring a lawyer soon, still shaken by what he calls an abuse of power. Scotty Schwartz, NBC News. Coming up, the first ever U.S. guidelines on children and food allergies, what your family needs to know. So you want to make the best burger ever?